Hi, this is Thomas with Believe in the Run. This is Robbie with Believe in the Run. And this is Megan with Believe in the Run. And welcome to The Drop, our weekly podcast about all things nonsense. And guess what? You don't even have to listen to a guest this week because we are splitting them up. So if you did not hear this week with Jeremy Riviera, then go listen to that separate. I know you're wondering, did I say that <laughs> I correct? I, I, Rivera? There you go. There we go. Close okay. enough. Um, if you want to listen to our guest this week, it's in a separate podcast. So from now on, we're going to do two podcasts a week. You're going to get one of our ramblings and one of our guests. That way, the people that like the guest podcast can go directly to that, and they don't have to hear and fast forward past 50 minutes of us. You know, People are probably excited about that. Ping-ponging around. Definitely. But our then there's haters out there. I think there's people, though, that like this side that want to go for a long run with their buddies and that's what we are we are your running buddies so whether you want yeah want <laughs> us to be or not, we're we like are. that guy have you ever had somebody run up to you next to you in a race and they start talking to you and you're like i'm really not i think i am that guy okay i usually try to feel it out to see if someone actually wants to talk to me yeah but I'm, but I'm with you. Like, that's the one spot where I'm going to be the extrovert and I'm going to be like, hey, let's chat and be friends. Isn't so it funny. weird how that, we flip? That's really weird because yeah. I did not expect that. I yeah. I didn't even know you did that. I mean, this we'll get into this past weekend, but this weekend I talked an entire 13.1 miles pretty much, which if you've run with me, you know, I don't really chat that much. Not when you're running. Yeah. All the other times. Yeah. I'm, I like flip. <laughs> yeah. It's the opposite. Megan is the quiet one normally but mm-hmm. when you're running you talk yeah mm-hmm. and i'm normally loquacious but when i'm running you're silent yeah yeah um anyways so yeah i'm excited to try out this new format let us know what you think by the way you can leave a comment uh i think on spotify or anchor answer your question answer some questions people can there. also leave voice messages which we just found out yeah Ooh. that was oh let me hear a voice message that was like discovering i don't know a long like a message in a bottle almost because i don't even know when this was from it could have been from there should two be a time ago. stamp on it <laughs> there's not <laughs> what's weird about this is that on the other podcast we do uh fuel for the soul uh we actually that's we request oh, really? every week for people to leave their yeah, questions so they that's how we get the questions onto the podcast because they submit them through the anchor app but i never thought about someone submitting something for this podcast because we don't really take submissions. Yeah. Now I, we do. How do, they, how do they even find the link to submit it? There's just a message button. You can click on it. Wow. We'll probably get a bunch of people leaving uh, jerky boys. Well, I hope. Calls now. I love a British accent or an Australian accent or even a German accent. Any kind of accent. I like Southern people from the United States of America. I like their accent. So hopefully this dude's got an accent. Yeah. So. This is a voicemail from John Barker, who uh, maybe Bob Barker's son. Maybe or the, the Price is Right. His family could have been one of those guys at a uh, oh Carnival Barker. Yeah, that's my kind of people, right? there. Or what's the other? In there, one in like oh Blink, Travis Blink Barker, eighty two. Yeah, I got them all. Yeah. Dog. Uh, Dog. Well, Barker. first, first, I want to play one from Mary Ann Angle. It'll take a second because. It's literally a second of silence. That was it. Wait, Bob Barker's still alive? I'm sorry. Oh, is he? <laughs> it seems that way. Yeah, he, that guy lives It seems that way. It could be animatronics. He's a little skeletal looking at this point, but... Okay. No, he's... he's he can kicking. throw a punch, though. All right. Sorry. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that that voicemail from Marianne Angle? I'll play it again. That was it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it is a second of silence. Maybe it was a ghost. Marianne, but... we didn't get that one. Marianne. I'll play Do you know G- who was Marianne? Poltergeist. Remember that movie? Wasn't the little girl named Marianne? I thought you... Uh, Gill- isn't, wasn't there one on Gilligan's Island? 
No, that's yeah, that was Marianne was the one that people were always like, Would you go ginger or Marianne? Who was the nerd and who was the attractive one? Marianne's the nerd. Or were they both attractive? I mean, I was a Marianne guy growing up when I used to watch those reruns. Yeah. Because Ginger, I mean, Ginger was great, but she was the dolled up. Yeah, a little too fancy on an island. You don't want that kind of. And I was on a budget back then. I couldn't afford that kind of uh, high maintenance woman. Especially on an island when the the currency is seashells and coral. Yeah. All right. Let me play with uh, this. Review from John Barker. It's like a minute long, but it's pretty cool because it's a British accent. So who doesn't like this? Oh. Can, can I ask one request as long as we went, Ginger and Marianne? Mm-hmm. Uh, please, if you're going to send in a message this week, uh, let us know if you're for Ginger <laughs> or Marianne. And you're probably going to be over the age <laughs> yeah, of 40 <laughs> for this one. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I don't get these references at all. Yeah. So. Okay. yeah. Um, all right. Here we go. Hi, Thomas and Robbie and Megan. I listened to your podcast for the first time today when I was out on a run in the UK and it is exactly the type of podcast that I've been waiting for because it's for people who are out running and it's about running gear as well, you know, two of my favourite things. Um, Also, a funny thing happened because I like watching uh, the YouTube Believe in the Run channel and I find... Thomas and Robbie's voices really relaxing. I don't know which part of America you're from, but you kind of got a very kind of laid back sort of, hey man, lazy kind of voice. And as soon as I started thinking that, Robbie started talking about his anxiety, which I know is not funny, but it kind of made me. Ah, and that was it. Uh, he was getting into the cliffhanger. I know, that was going to be good. It was a cliffhanger. I don't even know what he was talking about. Yeah, because the one thing that we should warn you about is you only get a minute <laughs> on the Anchor app. So, uh, I like yeah. that he called you guys lazy. Did he call us lazy? Kind of like said, a, or like laid back? Or laid lazy? back. I, I, I didn't heard hear lazy. lazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, Some I think that's projecting. Things. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool. I, if he should put another quarter in the payphone, he could have got more time. Yeah. Yeah. Send us another it, one. It's expensive calling from the UK. <laughs> also, his accent was lovely. It was. I wanted to say, listening to that, I appreciated that he was very intentional with his words. There was no ums or likes, which I wish I could do. Well, all he did was he stopped instead of saying um. But you know what's weird? It's hard. I, you know, I'm taking the Japanese app, and it's teaching me Japanese. They teach you the um in Japanese. Really? It's ano. So like I'm supposed to, like if I was going to say, like, excuse me, he's like a polite way to do it. Say, ano sumimasen. And that is basically like, uh, excuse me. Man, I need to, (laughs) that sounds like a culture I'm in. Every time Thomas starts speaking Japanese, I just assume he's saying absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Like you remember that Friends episode when Joey tries to learn French? No. Oh. (laughs) I wish I could say. (laughs) <laughs> but i guarantee there's a lot of people listening that know what you're talking yeah, about we well. we oui, oui. <laughs> i was never a friends uh guy no so you I know just did it on a guy i loved watching it the first time when i was like in college and then meg and i went through it and watched it like you know how like you have a wind down show before bed or something mm-hmm. we that was our garbage before bed and i was like holy cow you can't like, it doesn't seem like that long ago. Yeah. It's totally out of touch now. Oh, yeah. You can't possibly recreate that. I've actually, that book I was reading about the 90s was, had a whole section on Friends. It's an interesting show because it 
also went right after Seinfeld on Thursday nights. Dude, it's must see TV. That's the how yep. they coined that. And you basically could put in any show in that time slot, and it would be massively successful. Um, but it's also like one of those weird shows that could only exist in the '90s. Like that storyline, that's a, purely a '90s storyline. Yeah, like it just. Is. But even the subjects, like they call each other names that you can't use anymore. Oh yeah, well that's just yeah. even Seinfeld, which was super progressive at the time, was. You can't really. You are a very bad person. Yeah. Um, Anyways, so we are here in Baltimore, ready to do this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. We did some running this week. Let's get, I want the Robbie, I want the Robbie update. Because as you know, Robbie is the carnival ride of running yeah, it's like the teacups mixed with the salt and pepper shaker. I was going to say it's like that wooden roller coaster. Dude, the teacups like, are awful. Yeah, mixed with the salt and pepper shaker. Then you're talking about like three different. I don't know what the salt, yeah, what's the salt and pepper shaker? shaker. That's the one that goes in a circle while you're spinning inside oh, the capsule. Gross. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't it's, even it, think I knew that one existed. It's, it's it, like a Ferris wheel, but like a Madden spokes on a tire mm-hmm. and then the thing at the end spins around like you're on a capsule and it, the capsule spins as the arm is spinning absolutely i'm never doing that it's horrible i think whoever came up with these like did they throw up on the tilt-a-whirl no let's, let's make this do one. they cap do you know what one got me real bad at hershey park that's your hometown yeah place the one that sucks you to the wall and then the floor drops out the rotor that's what it used to be called. Okay. Yeah. That one I got out of and I was like. They actually, by the time I could, I was a uh, Twizzler and could ride that ride. <laughs> um, I can't remember if Twizzler or Reese's is the taller, taller one. Oh yeah, but, I forgot about those. Um, they actually had taken it down mm. because of too, too many people puking in it. That's, Imagine puking, getting it all over your face. Well, it, someone that's, else's puke. That's, okay, so I think that is kind of what happened. So someone, I think, threw up in it. Mm-hmm. They cleaned it with chemicals. And then when I got in, I could smell like it's like that Lysol, but you still smell a funk underneath oh, of yeah. it. And then they spun us around and it was warm. Yeah. It was like 80 degrees. And then you, that just makes you sick. Yeah. Not even the ride. Uh, yeah, I got off. And it was that sickness you couldn't beat. Like I was done for hours. Like I just. Dude, when I when I was at Disney and I did the, um, what's the space shuttle one where it simulates space going into mountain? space? No, it's you're inside. It's at Epcot and you're inside of a it's supposed to simulate actual g-forces of going into space it's like very accurate i did (laughs) because you've been to space (laughs) no but they had the they developed it with nasa and stuff to make it exactly like a simulation at least that's what they said and i went on that and i felt like okay afterwards but two hours later i think i threw up like i was laying down in bed because it was the last ride of the day Mm. and it was i was spinning Like, it felt like I was hammer drunk. Um, That's what they... And the room was spinning. Can you imagine if you were drinking at the time (sighs) and then did that? I can't even imagine that. So all this to say, Robbie's running. (laughs) Where is it today? Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) circle. I... Let's see. So because I had kind of re-injured my calf or Achilles or whatever... Not injured. Was this oh, before yes. the trail run, or do you feel like you did it? I thought we said it was. It was, but I don't know that it, it was never like official. Oh, okay. I think it was my Achilles. <laughs> so this is from the trail run. So for four days afterwards, it was still sore, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Damn it, I'm not doing the Megan special. I refuse to do the arthritis saran wrap." 
And then I was like, oh, whatever, I'll try this out. And <laughs> like it legitimately worked. You're welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. Uh, how frightening is this? Robbie's going to bed with Saran Wrap around his leg. How many nights did you do it? I did it for two nights. Okay. Um, and then I did a run after that, like a four mile run and felt totally fine. So I got, maybe I'm going to have to get on this. I don't, nothing's <laughs> nothing wrong, wrong, but I got to try. Yeah. Maybe it'll be, be even better than I ever, maybe something is wrong. I've been running with it and just don't realize that it. could be. I, do we need to do a disclaimer that says this is not medical advice? It's uh, which doctor? Talk, consult your doctor. No. Oh, when do you need to do that? When if, you're writing a prescription. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, Anyways. Or the side effects are diarrhea, nausea. <laughs> And hair loss. That's just my everyday life. <laughs> <laughs> Me living, those are my side effects. All right. So first check-in this week. I hope you're enjoying the new format. And just like anything... With running, you have to adjust. And uh, we found out that maybe this was a good adjustment for us that we could get two programs out rather than one and make it more convenient for the people listening. So hopefully you enjoy it and make sure that if something's not working out perfectly for you, try other stuff. Try it. If it doesn't work, you can always go back to what you are used to. But who knows? Maybe this will work out well for both of us. Um. But anyways, so I've only gotten in a few runs since then, and I did a bike ride on my single speed the other night through Patterson Park, like up to the pagoda. Oh, wow. I did like that five times, four or five times. So you're like that guy in our neighborhood that does that? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking about him, actually. Uh, that, was, that was a weird experience because I'm not in bike shape, and I was very dizzy at the end. How fast were you going? I was just trying fast to do as hard as I could, That's you know, a- <laughs> which is... It sounded like Napoleon Dynamite. I, I know, like the visual that I have. God. <laughs> going as hard as I can. <laughs> Pretty sweet bike. Fair. Uh, <laughs> gosh. Eat your, Tina, eat your food. Eat your um, ham. Uh, yeah, so I was just try- <laughs> trying to do that, and... I don't, it was pretty tiring, to be honest with you. You're probably just jealous because I've been talking Did, to babes all day. <laughs> chatting online with babes. Did you track it on your Strava? I didn't. Oh, um, man. But I should have. I think it was, I don't know how far it was. I did like 40 minutes, so whatever that is. Were know. you sore the next day? Not really. Maybe a little bit. But anyway, so that's kind of what I've been doing and just kind of trying to get back at it. But my whole family's been crazy sick the yeah, last dude. week and a half. You got like dropped a bomb yeah and my four-year-old then had a ear infection and strep throat so i'm just trying to dodge that i'm wondering what he did to his head that he was able to get both at the same time i don't know that's a lot yeah that's a big was that like a bucket like at school they had (laughs) like yeah just like come get whatever disease you want (laughs) (laughs) put some of this in your ear swallow this that's just kids at school every day but he's never had strep yeah strep and an ear infection at both times so he's he had been up and then that's keeping me up and just i don't know i need i am legitimately right after this is done good go get in a five-hour energy and then going to bed no and then i'm going going to run with the faster bastards yeah yeah (laughs) so anyways that's basically been it 
coach is like, look, we just need to get you to Tokyo healthy, healthy which I'm fine with. Which you will run together, right? Yeah, I, I would love to. The the thing is that I know about Robbie, like I don't worry. I'm not worried about you because you can pull stuff out of your butt when it comes to running. Like you won't run at all, and then you'll run like an amazing like goal time for most people race so sad. it's it's not that it is what it is i wish you could have a healthy training up to it and hit the line feeling good about your training and trusting the training and all that jazz but i feel like we'll get there i'm happy to run with you i know that you'll get the giddy ups and you'll <laughs> you'll you'll probably take off and maybe maybe I'll, not i'll either catch back up to you or you'll have a great race i'll say this if i could get under 325 and that would be you know at mile 20 that's doable then that's i would probably I'm, go for that's it. what i'm thinking like when Jarrett and i ran together at wine glass we ran all the way to 20 at 20 i said i feel like picking it up a little bit can you pick it up he's like i can't mm-hmm. i'm gonna stay right here we had an agreement that at that point for that race yeah whoever felt strong just go i didn't finish that far ahead maybe four three to four minutes yeah but you know that's a big difference in six miles yeah he got i I think he came in at 329 so i came in closer to uh i think it was a 326 or 327 um and then uh yeah so it wasn't like huge but it was fun to have that support all the way up until mile 20 and then to just kind of like know that you weren't abandoning the other person if you feel good now yeah uh, chances are we get to if we run conservatively and we get to mile 20 and you feel good and you can pick it up yeah you can go sub you could probably go sub 320 if we're running like yeah i'm, I'm just like not i don't want to think about that so much uh i think just running it will be fun like and, it, and then I don't mind taking it easy if we're running Boston, you know, have tried to yeah, do that harder. Exciting. Did yeah. you sign up? I didn't. I had to do that. Yeah. I got the email. So, yeah, that's the big news is that all four of us, Megan, Robbie, myself, and Brandon are all running Boston. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Adidas running. Well, for a couple of us. Megan and Brandon were already going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was in that moral quandary about doing it or not since I haven't gotten a qualifying time yet. But then literally everybody I talked to was like, look, if someone wants you to be there and they have a bid for you, just take it because you don't know. If you'll ever get the chance. Yeah. I, did we talk about that last week? I don't know. I don't know if we got into it. But we talked. We, we were, the interview hasn't come out yet. Has it? No. With Andrew Caster. Yeah. Coach Caster? No. So Coach Caster, uh, we got on and that's who's coaching you. Mm-hmm. And we kind of asked him, well, you you were more concerned. So you were like, hey. Is it cool? And I expected him to be like, nah, dude, you got to. I kind of thought the same thing. You got to qualify. And his his body language made me start to feel like that's where he's going to go. And then he told us a story about the um, woman from Saudi Arabia who ran the, uh, what was it, Brazil Olympics? The Rio. Yeah, yeah. Rio. Um, that she didn't have an Olympic qualifying time, but they needed someone from the United Emirates. And so she was able to run for the United Emirates without the Olympic qualifying time. She's still a fast marathoner, but she just didn't have the um, the Olympic standard. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they spent a long time talking about it, whether she should go or not. And it turned out her going, I'm not saying that Robbie and I are going to inspire uh, 
Muslim women across the yeah. world to, in to no way shoot for marathons. Or any but, women. Or anybody. <laughs> or anybody. <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, he's like, you know, if she hadn't gone, there, there was a whole group of people that she inspired. Yeah, so her name is Sarah Attar, and she, yeah, she ran for Saudi Arabia. And uh, just to give her a shout out, so that's yeah. pretty cool. So she's our inspiration. And look, you running the Olympics is getting Robbie to run Boston. Yeah, the crazy thing is she had to run that race. Remember Rio was like 100 degrees uh-huh. or something? She had to run it in full coverage. Like a hijab. Like hijab, yeah. long sleep. <laughs> Could you imagine that? No. It was so hot. Remember, I remember seeing Des Linden, and she looked like she was cooking. There was like this one out and back around like a white building, and it just seemed so hot. It was like 80 degrees or something, right? Yeah. High humidity. Yeah. Um. Anyways, what's up with y'all? So, Megan, you just did an incredible thing. Yeah, I kind of wish I had the number, but I don't yet. But anyway, we were at Donna Marathon weekend. Um, I got to be the charity chaser for the half marathon, so I started at the back, tried to pass as many people as possible. Like I said, I don't have the exact number yet. I'm waiting on a press release from the from the Donna Foundation team. But I do know I passed everyone except for about 50 people. And there's about close to 3,000 people running. Like 2,500, yeah. Wow. Okay. So how, what place were you in again? Third? So technically she would have been third gun time. time. I was probably like fifth or sixth or seventh or something. Uh-huh. But but chip time third. It doesn't email. isn't chip time a no, because when you have competitions like this, you have to take it, the podium as the gun time. Because, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because otherwise, like, say that you didn't want to race against people and you knew that people wouldn't race you if you started back further. Oh, I didn't even know that. So they want the competition to be fair that, like, if the second place person knows that there's a first place person three feet ahead of them or two minutes ahead of them that they have a shot at, at competing against them. With Megan starting 10 minutes after the very last person who went, she had to... Yeah, and it was. We yeah. talked about it on the last one, but we the race director thought it was going to be three to four minutes, but they did four waves this year. So Ben and I were at oh, the back, okay. and we had to wait for wave one, and then they'd wait another 30 seconds, and then wave two, and then they'd wait another 30 seconds. So uh, it was wow. 10 minutes before we wow. crossed the finish line. Or I was surprised. Since we crossed the start line. Because I was like, you remember when we did the 10-miler, and she was like on us within minutes? Yeah, yeah. I do remember that, being mad about that. This time, Robbie, I made it to like mile five before I saw oh, wow. I thought something was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because, yeah, it's because we started, it started back so, so late, and I got to say, we start running and, you know, it's like packed with like walkers. And so mm-hmm. Ben just like goes off and I'm like just trying to chase him. And it felt like we were doing like parkour because you're like jumping over like sidewalks. Wait, and, you, like, you didn't tell him what Ben had. Oh. The run bell. <laughs> he bought a run bell. Nah. Do you know what that is? That gold yeah, bell? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's like a bike bell, but yeah, for, running, for your right? fingers. Yeah. It's like wearing a <laughs> yeah, ring yeah, with yeah. a bell on it. Do it to pass people? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's like yelling and ringing this ding, bell. Ding, 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 Which is amazing because I always forget that people race with headphones on. Yeah. And Too so, many people. Like, no, like, we would, he would be like yelling and ringing a bell and like no one knew we were coming. Yeah. They were um, too busy listening to that Pat Benatar. I, didn't, I just don't understand why I can't listen with one in. But also you're at a race. like. Yeah, I mean, at least like if if you only have one and you can still hear kind of the outside world look i i if you're gonna go headphones you might as well go both you know <laughs> like, screw it yeah just, you know just do it all right 
But so he starts running and I'm chasing him. And I was like, oh my gosh, we must be doing like five minute mile pace. Like I was thought we were sprinting. And I looked down at my watch and it said 630. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, today's going to be a long day. So oh, really? You thought you were going way harder than you were? <laughs> so much harder. And so we, it like finally broke up like a little bit. And I remember at one point, like I heard my watch ding and I was like, mm, we must be like around mile five or something. And I looked down, it says 2.3. Wait, what? It's <laughs> like, this is the longest. I was more sore from that than the marathon. Oh, like, man. I was so uncomfortable the and entire time. The course is flat. Yeah. But the the roads and where they had to go through people, like sometimes they're almost like a single lane. So getting and navigating around people w wouldn't be as easy as you might think. Um, I was actually, when we got going, I was like, geez, she's going to have to like do sidestepping to get past people. That first couple miles, yeah. Well, and also because of the waves, it would be like the first couple miles and then be like, oh, it's opened up. But then you'd get another like pack, pack of people. I would love to know, like, I would love to see like a diagram of like, you know how you see traffic jams start? Yep. I'd like to see that in a race. Like, what's the average pace of these different groups? And is there something that happens like a pack mentality where you come up on people and you're like, okay, this seems comfortable. I'm just going to stick with these people. I think there is that. Yeah, for sure. It definitely happens. Because it's like scary to like push past that pack sometimes. Yeah, you just kind of fall in line with whatever the the speed is around you. Yeah. That's pretty, I mean, that's pretty amazing though that you finished. So here's what I was confused. Ben Johnson ran a marathon, but he ran the half. So it was a double loop course. And the half and the full start together. Okay. So he left me at 13 and just did the loop again. Did and he, his time, what was his overall time? 247. And it, what place did he get? Like, if he wasn't... Third. Was he... By ship time. He would have been third. Was he registered for the race? Yeah. I didn't see him in the results. They So they, they took, took the him results. and me out. Out. So that when they did the oh. when they did the awards, people were It wouldn't like, be like, oh, well, gosh. that person... Okay, I was like, Dan, is Ben's banditing? <laughs> no. I thought, well, I thought it was crazy, especially after the Matt Choi thing. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I thought what was crazy is that they did take him out. I understand why they took you out of the results. We're back in. It was I just know, for but, the awards. It, yeah. Okay. But so. um, the the guy that I went fishing with that one time. He was there. Yeah, he ran, and I think he is placed. Is his name Rich? Yeah, yeah. Rich yeah. doing stuff. He ran real well, like yeah. a 303 he, or he something. He was bummed, though. Why? He's he wanted to, to do sub three. Yeah. Oh, was he? Okay. Dude, dude's been running for like a year. <laughs> year and a half dude right? and he was all kitted out in tracksmith he looked awesome also it was yeah. it was warm and humid was it yeah. yeah it was really weird because you were cold when you stopped running uh-huh but when i was running when i was finishing up i was boiling and yeah. then i stopped running and i was huh. like i'm i need a jacket and you you had a good time i did you know i went in uh i was telling meg you remember before i started i was like I, i'm I when we're doing our shakeout miles, I'm like, I've already lost today. I'm not. Yeah, he was a head case per usual. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not running hard. I'm just gonna, just gonna go out and and just treat this as a training. Old run. Eeyore walking around. The yeah, start he line. literally Ben. He Ben and I are doing our warm up miles, and Thomas goes, "I've already lost today." <laughs> we were lost like, what? Yeah, lost. you lose every race because you don't finish him first. <laughs> yeah, no but fear, like, I, but I think I'd like. In my heart, I'd given up on trying to, to run hard. Okay. The problem was I was like leading up to the race, and I would feel like I was cooking miles, and I'd look down at my watch, and I'd be like, ah, 
I'm barely moving. And so like, I was just like, it's not going to be my day. So we run into Lindsay Hine, who has a podcast called. I'll uh, have another. Yes. And uh, she's like, do you want to run easy? She's, I said, she goes, what are you trying to do today? I said, I'm just going to, I don't care. And she's like, oh, I'm going to run easy too. And I was like, okay, you want to run together? And she's like, yeah. And then she's like, so like, we'll start off at nine minute miles. And I go, uh, maybe, maybe a little faster than that. I was like, you know, I don't want to like totally like, <laughs> let's, let's go out. Uh-huh. And maybe we turn it up on the way back and just see how we're feeling. So we ended up running and, you know, she's an interviewer. And so she's asking me all these questions. So I'm pretty much talking the whole time, which we've already said is not my uh, norm, but it was great because it kind of did distract me. And we ended up running really nice negative splits and ended up, uh, I told Meg at the beginning of the day, all I wanted to do was run a little bit faster than uh, Houston. Mm-hmm. And we came in, we, we, I don't know what my official time is, but like, uh, according to my watch, we ran like a 146. So that's like an eight flat. And uh, it was, it felt pretty good because the last miles were all, you know, we we're getting faster and faster. So it was dropping down. Yep. into into little was it faster than marathon pace yeah that it looked like it i yeah. feel like i saw 7:45 or something in there right I, I think we got down to even like 7:20 something at the finish i'm checking I'm right sure. now just to make sure you're not lying to yeah people. <laughs> yeah do that um, well you know that's the thing checking. yeah there's a strava making sure you're not mentioning great adjusted paces yeah. um oh. no we got a 7:40 in there for the last mile oh there we or go the last two quarter of a mile was like 706 yeah 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 well right. that was the thing like i was like she was actually the one towards the end that was like i was like i'm comfortable and she was like started pulling up like getting all giddy and i was like okay i'll just stick with her hmm. and uh then i uh finished up for the day i was pretty happy because i was able to get a somewhat of a long run in because i did a couple miles before and then we did the half and then i did, finished with some miles Megan, though, you weren't so lucky. Well, I did the warm-up with you, and then I had intentions of doing the cool-down miles, but I don't want to totally blame the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing the Puma DV8 Elite 2s. Okay. And um, my feet were on fire at, like, mile 10, like, very much in pain. But I was also wearing um, some compression sleeves for my Achilles, mm. and I feel like they were tight, and paired with these shoes, maybe it was a combination of things. Maybe it was cutting off some circulation. I don't know. But I was limping by the end of the race, and I couldn't do my cool-down miles. And I was worried about – so when I did my first run in the Pumas, I was like, I don't know if I want to wear these for the half. I don't know if there's enough underfoot for me, for what I like, for my preference. Mm-hmm. I ended up doing 18, a little over 18 miles that day. My feet felt fine. So All right. I don't – normally I'd back Megan up on this one, but I think it's those compression sleeves. Yeah, that sounds a little... I've worn them with other shoes, though. I've been totally fine. Okay, it's totally the shoes. <laughs> I'm not I'm not blaming the shoes either. I, I think it was just a, a, I don't know, a weird day. Yeah. You it, also said you felt like garbage from the start. And there's that, yeah. Like, mm. I felt terrible Yeah, all around. But, Robbie, uh, one thing I noticed, mm-hmm. we're at the ocean, right? Yep. Beautiful day. Yep. What do you normally have around the ocean? Uh, Like... Beer? No. Oh. Birds. Oh, Seagulls. Yeah. No, I didn't see a bird yeah. the entire run. It's Florida. They probably 
Next them. Probably they were probably after that Chinese balloon. That's actually a good point. Yeah, they're like <laughs> Ron DeSantis is like, let's get all, all these out of here right now. He probably had them at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all roosting in Epcot. Yeah, inside the, the Epcot does look like a Chinese spy balloon if you think about that. It does. Now, do you? Here's here's my question about the Chinese spy balloon. I've intentionally not done any research or anything <laughs> so on it, yeah, so it. that I could learn on this show. Okay. It flew all the way across the United States, right? Mm-hmm. Why did they wait till the end to shoot it down? Well, okay. First off, first off, what really freaked me out the most about the balloon incident was that so many people in America don't know how to spell the word balloon. <laughs> like, if you were on Twitter, that I think it was trending balloon, and it was just do it. one L, and I was like, "What uh, is happening right it's now?" It's balloon. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I guess the idea behind it was that they didn't want to shoot it down because it was could have. It was the size of three school buses, I guess, at its width. Look, North Dakota is where it was, right? Montana. Montana. There's so many places where you could land three buses. And I think that was like the thing. It's like, what are the, what are the actual chances of it fall? Dude, people have to drive like five hours to get gas in Montana. Right. Um, you could land three buses anywhere. Right. Yeah. Watch so, it. If they I, did shoot it down, though, it would hit somebody. Right. Um, but yeah, as it's pretty interesting. Do you know anything about it? Like, is it a spy balloon or is it a, like... It was definitely like, a spy balloon. So it wasn't a wayward weather balloon? No. That, yeah, okay. But the Chinese government did fire the head of their National Weather Service, which just is to, like kind of mess. It's like that dude was doing just telling the weather. <laughs> They're like, you're out of here. What the fuck? Scape- <laughs> scapegoated. Um, so he's gone. Yeah, but yeah. anyways, yeah, so maybe we'll see more of this. Okay, here's my other question. They got satellites. Yeah. Is the balloon technology that much better? That's a good question. I'm not that versed on balloons. Only the kind you win at carnivals. Like, I'm thinking that that's not the, like, it's modern day. Mm -hmm. There's jet planes. There's stuff that, satellites. There's all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, a balloon? I kind of like it. I wish there was a little hamster in there pedaling along, moving it from place to place. I was thinking more like a Willy Wonka character. Up there. Like which, which we don't know. Maybe there was somebody up there. That's actually something to think about. You don't know that. Because mm. huh. huh. they shot it down over Myrtle Beach, which sounds like a place you would shoot it down. Myrtle Beach is craziness. Well, I, I wonder how many. <laughs> you know, it's like. How many rednecks do you think took special. shot to, who took shots at that balloon? <laughs> probably a lot, yeah. which and that probably a lot of bullets coming down. It's probably. <laughs> It was probably less safe to let it float because there's probably people shooting at it for yeah. real. For and sure. then the bullets, obviously, the terminal velocity ends, well, I don't know, 500 yards off. I do like that uh, people are like, what's in Montana? You, what, you know? I'm like, all our silos. <laughs> yeah, all the good stuff, man. Things go boom. <laughs> the stuff that they don't keep around people. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I did want to mention that this is not spy balloon related, but... This is back to a Grit-related thing. Um, one of the top guys in Grit who was in the Catonsville crew, Dan Frank, he ran the Rocky Raccoon 100 last weekend. Wait, is that Dan Dan? Dan Dan? No, no, that's not Dan Dan. Oh, is that I, I forget Dan's last name, but our favorite Dan. Oh, Dan Rao? No. Yeah, Dan Rao. Dan, this is Daniel Frank. He's like a trail runner guy. And I think he won the mileage in grit last year or in the summertime and, or was close to it. He 
ran Rocky Raccoon 100. Oh, cool. Texas, Texas which is a pretty big trail yeah. race. Freaking won it and almost broke the course record. Whoa. Yeah. Beat Zach Bitter by an hour. Whoa. Like, crazy. Did he credit Grit for this? Probably. Thank you. In his, in his journal, but nowhere else. Are you keeping up on your Tracksmith journal? Yeah. Uh, not the last couple of days I missed because I haven't, like, I didn't run a couple of days. Yeah. But otherwise, I've been keeping up on it. So that's good. Good deal. Me too. But mine are probably lot simpler <laughs> entries in yours eight food yeah pretty Dude. much five miles when do you write in yours in the morning yeah i lasted about three days oh. <laughs> tracking i usually drop my kids off from school come home eat breakfast and then do that i like it i picture you at a little table with a candle and your quill well it's sun the sun is out so that's a large candle your ink bottle yeah my mom, mom bonk pen. Oh, I was thinking more like the feather. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Quill. That could. You put on your powdered wig. <laughs> That's a whole different scenario. <laughs> That's on the weekends, man. Open your leather bound book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, But yeah, the, uh, I anyways, I thought that was cool that he did that. Oh, actually, speaking of eating breakfast, let me ask you a question. I'm ready. I have been trying to figure this out. Unless this question is directed at Megan. It might be both of you. Okay. But do either of you eat granola? No. I do love granola. I don't eat it often because apparently it's very fat. Loaded in sugar. And yeah, and calories and fat and everything. Okay. Here's the thing. So granola, if you buy the bare naked. That's the one I like. That one's real good. The but peanut butter one. packed yeah. with like everything bad for you. But it's like $6 a bag. Mm -hmm. It's pretty expensive for those bags that are, you know, nine, eight ounces or something, 10 ounces. But if you buy the Cascadian Farms, you know what that is? It's like the little yeah. cereal boxes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's organic granola that doesn't have any added sugars. It's kind of like just rolled in honey or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And actually fairly low in fat and, and everything. It... It's actually like it's like four dollars for a box of that, which is like twelve ounces, as compared to the sugary like Nature Valley granola. It's yeah. like six dollars a bag. I'm like, I don't get it because it's they're both granola. Just one is posing as an expensive cereal, and the other's in a bag. Why is this one so much cheaper? It's just marketing. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know those Nature Valley bars. You can just take a hammer to one of those. <laughs> they do. You know they do that, right? I did not know they Their do that. Nature Valley granola is just the broken up bars that like in the factory that just get broken up and they put it in a bag and call it granola. That is genius. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's like, hey, you screwed up. Put it in a different box. I, I bought it once and I got hoodwinked because I thought, oh, this is actually granola. And it would turn out it was just like, I think they even say it on the bag. Like it's just their bars broken up. I'm like, huh. Okay, Children so. of divorce in a box. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so I've been doing the Cascadian farm things and thinking I have a little angle in the granola industry. Is it the oats and honey one? Is that what you're having? It's like the blueberry. Ooh, um, I don't, I don't like the dry blueberry. I don't like the fruit in there. Yeah. Do, do you do like what kind of milk do you use? Oh, I just I put on my my Icelandic yogurt. Okay. See, but if you were gonna have cereal with milk, oh, whole milk. Okay. Megan's an vitamin D. Megan's a, a a a almond milk. 
Oh, okay. I mean, that's whatever, cool. dude. I yeah. was watching uh, 60 Minutes and they had this actor on the actor that plays, like he's a character actor. You'd know him from a ton of stuff. He was, I, I, I'm trying to think of something. He's in everything. So it's like hard to say uh, what he's been in. And he was on and they were like doing a profile of me. They're like, and he's an activist. He glued his hand to the counter of a Starbucks to protest that you pay. Oh, that's right. Extra for the. Yeah. And I'm like, come on. Of all the things in this world, <laughs> that's that's where you're going to draw the line. So what glue kind yourself. of move is that? It's a first world problems right there. But that's what I'm saying. Like, OK, there's poverty. There's people starving. There's uh, we must not get charged different prices for oat milk versus regular milk. What happened to his hand? It, they just had some solvent that they put on it but he was acting i just leave him there for a while yeah he was acting so pious that yes i did that that's a weird pedestal to stand on well it's it's part of his big pedestal he's a a animal rights person Mm. so he's saying hey wait okay what i don't know sometimes i don't feel like the logic translates there i I don't know also are you making people is this converting people to your cause or well if people can't afford to have oat milk then how are they ever going to know that it's just as delicious as whole milk? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I feel like if you're going to Starbucks, you can afford to get the oat milk if you want to get the oat milk. <laughs> That's the thing. Like we're talking, we're talking about, you don't have to go to Starbucks, right? You can certainly make coffee at home and choose any kind of milk that right, yeah. you want to put in there. Like to, to die on that sword mm-hmm. is not, like if you were, if I said, Robbie, you're going to get your, all your finances taken care of. Don't worry about it. What cause would you want to see a change in this world about? Yeah. I mean, off the top of my head, bring back M80s for public wholesale. Would you, <laughs> would you fireworks stands? Would you invent a glove that would help people not blow their fingers off? Would that be uh, your cause? No, I think it would be even if stuff like that happened more often, maybe we'd be more careful about like more just open to risks and things like that. I don't know if that makes any sense. I think it makes <laughs> sense in the fact that we always talk about this, like childhood used to be a time of yeah. exploring. Like you went into a Creek and if you twisted your ankle or if you fell or you right. scraped yourself, you wiped it off. Honestly, and- that would be kind of my cause. Yeah. Not that so much the M80 parts, but just make life dangerous again. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I like it's, it. It's a good campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Start taking, like all the little safety things they have on stuff, like no more helmets for kids on bikes. It goes too far. It's like, it's like government spending, like it never dials back. It just keeps getting more and more restrictive. So until you're just sitting in a. All right. Both of us skateboarded. Mm -hmm. Both of us rode bikes as kids. Yeah. Did you ever wear the pads or the helmets? (laughs) No. No, You're a poser. I would have punched, like you would literally beat up a kid if he showed up. Oh, Oh, and the the poor kid who's parents made him go out there with no, like the knee pads on. if he was cool at all he took him off as soon as he was out of exactly. sight i mean yeah that's exactly what happened now i feel like you're not you're like not cool if you don't wear them. i know like what are you doing you don't have a a what's that helmet you got no, there's, there's a skateboard park out up in the uh, harbor and there's kids there not wearing yeah stuff. yeah no, that's it's true i didn't i didn't did i make the kids wear helmets you did probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I wear my make my kids wear bike helmets. But See, look at yeah. you guys. Actually, not all. I mean, if they're just riding around the parking lots, whatever. Yeah, I've lit- lightened up on the bikes. Yeah, 
I just like that was. I don't know. I, I mean, know. I, f- I feel it's the same thing as like if you never let your kid cross the street the first time they cross, they're never going to know how to cross the street. Or so. just have any sense of adventure. Yeah. Like Megan got mad at me that one time that I let. Well, because you, you were an <laughs> idiot that one time. <laughs> that one time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, only one time. Yeah, right? anyway. That was a weird sentence. Yeah. Um, I guess we should move on from and talk about some other stuff. Is there anything own personal? Is there anything going on in running right now? Speaking of, uh, wait. Speaking of old school and running, Joan Benoit Samuelson was at Donna Marathon weekend. She always comes. Mm -hmm. Um, Same with Jeff Galloway and any other. Jeff, as far as celebrity runners, yeah, that was it. You, hey, you were probably the the five time. Yeah, I literally in the airport. These ladies, uh, we're getting on off the plane. And uh, they're like, oh, were you guys running the Donna? I said, Meg's actually the cherry chase. And she goes, oh, my God, did you win the marathon? And she's like, well, in the past. She goes, oh, my God, and got her friend. She's like, we're, we're right next to the girl that won the marathon. And so, like, in the airport, they're uh-huh. like, "Can I, I hate to bother you. Can we get a picture? Did, did they know that you from before? No. Oh, okay. Wow, that's but they knew that the girl that was doing the charity chaser, or a woman uh, that was doing the charity chaser, was the previous winner okay. of the marathon. Oh, gotcha. So they got their picture, and they even went to the. They joined. They didn't know what believe in the run was. They joined the face, Facebook that. group and posted pictures. <laughs> okay, so that was the same person. Yeah, <laughs> but you probably got a lot of shout outs. I bet you got more shout outs than Galloway. I don't know. People I would love say, that guy. No, I, yeah, but Ben Johnson did pretty well. <laughs> yeah, Ben. Actually, I you know that. who probably won the the shout outs is definitely Ben. Man, that smiling guy. Yeah, smiling wave, Ben. Smiling wave. But yeah, so million dollar I, smile. Ensure that thing. I cross the finish line and Joan is there, um, and you know everyone's like, "Oh yeah, congrats! You raised all this money or whatever." And Joan just looks me straight in the eye and she grabs my arm and she goes, "What was your time?" <laughs> she's she's hardcore and i was like i was like barely breathing and i was like i don't that sounds like one of those navy seals tests where you're like they like ask you to do a bunch of stuff and then uh-huh. they like blindfold you and you're like tell me everything that just happened <laughs> yeah. it's like a little extreme have you done some navy seal testing maybe all right i think that's scary we no. just found out something that would be that would blow my mind if we turned out robbie is a like government uh mil- military guy mm. it explained the mustache and his his strength, he's got a surprising strength in his arms. I did have a government clearance once, but not a very good one. <laughs> Just a secret one. It's not that great. I don't think I'll ever get that one back <laughs> after this podcast. <laughs> did it get you like a special bathroom? Uh, no. Uh, I, too many people have clearances. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, we got a friend who's running down in Antarctica, and it's not David Kilgore. Mm, yeah. It's our buddy uh, Ryan Detter. Yep. He, I can't wait to hug him because it'll be the first person I've embraced that's been in Antarctica. Because I, I don't think that's, I hug. That's a goal of yours. It's oh. been on my hug bucket someone list. Someone from Antarctica. Well, there's no citizens, so you got to find some like, visitors. You, yeah, you can't be a citizen of Antarctica, can you? That's oh, that's a good point. I think if you're an emperor, emperor penguins live down there. There's a yeah. Is that the ones that live yeah. there? All the ones that dance. I guess you could be an emperor in Antarctica. That's true. If you're a penguin. Um, but like we've, we've hung out with Mike Wardian, but I, I didn't hug him. Wait, does anyone own Antarctica? Couldn't you just be like, I'm a citizen here and then you are? I mean, I suppose you could start your own There's government. No centralized government. So couldn't you just say I'm a citizen of Antarctica? 
Yeah, but what would your benefits be? Like you can't a lot of ice. NATO won't recognize you. No, but you nobody would, nobody would recognize you. You would know. Aid. You would know. You know what would be cool is if you did that, and then you're like, I want to be recognized by NATO, and I need some funding. I'm just shocked no one's tried to do it. You yet. guys know that penguins are birds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and you're okay. Actually, with that? this makes a lot of sense because basically, submarine robots they don't even fly, which That's doesn't true. make sense. Why would a bird not fly? Exactly, because their programming isn't very good. <laughs> I mean, talk. You could go kick those robots. That's where they probably test the robots. <laughs> it's a uh, cold weather, cold weather robots. Oh, maybe that's what he's there for. Speaking of clandestine operations, that's right. Debtor is a mechanic. Huh. Yeah, I don't like that. And those the satellite quote unquote satellites that he's working on look a lot like Chinese spy balloons slash Epcot Center slash Epcot Center was supposed to be a utopian futuristic like place for all of human and dreamworks came out with the penguin movies oh man but i think dreamworks is not owned by disney oh yeah you're right yeah it's pixar yeah oh no it's not even pixar dreamworks is no, I'm saying Spiel- Pic- oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah pixar is disney i'm sure they've done something wasn't dreamworks kind of like the ripoff i mean i think they were competitors yeah dreamworks is the um it's got the little fishing rod guy so that's got to be ron howard and a couple other people it's viacom yeah. yeah. It was, Which is Nickelodeon? But the uh, SKG is people. the three people who started it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, anyways, we can uh, let's do shoe talk. Shoe talk. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. Since you stuck around this long, you were rewarded with a little preview of the Hoka Clifton Nine. Okay. Is it the nine? Yeah. yeah. Little history, little history about what's in this box. Oh, I just said it. Sorry, give away the. No, 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 no. It's fine. A uh, little history about the Hoka Clifton. This was my introduction into Hoka back when it first came out. The very first Clifton was sent to me, and I was like, "Oh, actually, I bought the first one, and the second one was sent to me." But I remember the first one when I saw it, I was like, "This thing's ridiculous." It's like a moon boot. And we've come all this way. And Megan Megan even ran Boston in the Clifton. We ran the Philadelphia Marathon in the Clifton. Before there were super shoes, this was your Max Cushion lightweight shoe that really felt good going the distance. And I'm whipping it out here. So if you're listening. Wow. Yeah, it's, he's talking about the shoes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but, Robbie, I mean, look at these. Do these look insanely cushioned? Yeah, it, lo- it looks... Very cushioned. Really? I think they look normal now. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, it looks normal, but I mean, it still looks very cushioned. Okay. Now, Meg's been running it. I haven't put my. I on see what yet. you're saying. I guess it does look kind of normal for yeah. today's standards. <laughs> for today's standards, this isn't like some crazy, crazy shit. I mean, the, like looks wise, visually, the shoes like the more before and things right. like that look crazy, more cushioned. Yeah. 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 Even the Nimbus. Yeah. 25. So, Meg, you've been running this. This has been a longtime favorite of ours. Kind of floated in and out. Yeah, I feel like the original one was so great, and then there was a couple iterations in there that I love the were two. Less great. Yeah. I felt like the three started sliding. The four was bad. I felt like it came back up a little bit, and then I felt like it took a nosedive the last couple of years. Yeah, um, I thought you liked the last version, or like the seven. It, it's okay. 
But like when you start comparing it to like some of the supercritical foams or the Zoom X or the P backs, some of these things, you're like, it started feeling old. Well, and it used to be like Hoka was the Max Cushion shoe brand. Right. And then all of a sudden, everyone started making Max right. Cushion shoes and they were making better ones. Well, I felt like for a while, everybody was trying to make them yeah. and they suck. Like the first more, more, it, I think even the second more. I don't even remember those shoes. Yes, yeah, they were horrible from New Balance. And then even Asics tried to do a Max Cushion shoe. Other people tried to do it and they just weren't hitting. And then finally, it like came together the last couple of years. Like last year, I felt like we had several options to rival Hoka. Yeah, so I, my expectations for this shoe were not super high um, just because of the last couple versions that we've gotten. But I took it out after the half marathon, which I just told you was horrible. So my body was feeling pretty beat up. Um, so I did some true recovery runs in the shoe, though. And I have to say, I've I've been enjoying it. It's... um. It feels pretty light. I mean, it's it feels bouncier than some of the previous versions. So is the foam different, Robbie? Uh, it did say it's an updated midsole foam. Yeah, it is updated. Mid-sole. It's still EVA, Com- right? Compressed EVA, I believe. Yeah, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound that appealing. Compressed EVA. Yeah, but I guess if it is, it is. So, but Meg, you've run in the Mach Five, mm-hmm. and you've run in the Rincon. Wait, sorry. I don't even remember running in the Clifton 8, but apparently I reviewed it. <laughs> <laughs> Left that was an probably impression like one of your, because didn't you not have it until then? That was the first time you had it. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. And you were like, mm. And because we would always kind of rave about it. And I think you were like, this mm-hmm. isn't that great. I think I gave it a good review because it was only $130 for, or only whatever. Um, so Meg, you've run in the ring cone. You've run in the Mach 5. You've run a lot in the even the Bondi X. Mm, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Where is this lineup in the shoe lineup for you? Um, I'd put this one pretty close to the top. It's not going to trump the, the Bondi X. That one's probably going to be one of my favorites of all time. But it's it's really good. I really like the updates. I feel like the rocker geometry is nice. You get a nice roll through. And I mean, I, yeah, I'm not going to take it out for any speed work or anything, but it's great. See, for that's easy funny. Day. That's funny to me because the Bondi is just a little too heavy for me. Even the Bondi X, I was like, I like it better than the regular Bondi, but it's still a little bit sluggish for me. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that I'll like this better because I feel like it's going to go through my stride. And it's funny that you say that because this is what you used to do your speed work in. I know. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. wild. But now there's better options. So yeah. I mean, isn't that crazy? And I do feel like that's the problem with nostalgia and running and reviewing shoes is like we look back to some of these great shoes and you don't realize these little incremental changes in foams and weight and uppers. All of a sudden you a shoe that you loved back in the day becomes irrelevant. I had that problem with Kimbara. I actually like the new Kimbara fourteen. But like the last few miles before that, I was mm-hmm. like, they just don't yeah. match up. And they're not that different than the past ones. It's just shoes have gotten better. Yep. Well, I don't have the shoe, but that's okay. <laughs> I think we have, Megan has it. I have it. I know yeah. Ronaldo's going to uh, be getting it. Mm-hmm. And uh, is it Lindsay? Lindsay, yeah. Uh, we'll be running it. Um, I feel like this is one of those shoes that I go back 
like all nine versions. So, um, you know, this, it should be at least interesting to feel the updates. Yeah. I, th- uh, I think it'll, I mean, you can't go wrong with, I don't know if the price changed on it or not. It might be 140 now. I think everything's gone $10 right more. Um, last thing that I don't even know, this might be a long thing to talk about, but just for the podcast going on too long, but the Adidas released the Boston marathon jackets today. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be a pretty divisive topic. What do you, what do you think? Uh, you know, people are mad. Like I didn't, I felt like the Boston jacket, Megan's got a couple of them. Yeah. The, it's not a great quality jacket. It's got like this mesh liner. It yeah. was pretty old fashioned. So yeah. I'm kind of like looking at this new one going, okay, they're finally updating it. They're moving it forward. Yeah. People are upset about the embroidery. Right. So this is like just straight screen printing, which I'm sure Adidas says, oh, we're trying to be sustainable, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's a good excuse for a lot of things. Um, it's probably cheaper. Yeah. And so it's it's not embroidered, which that seems to be the main stick in people's crawl. And I got to tell you something. I don't like embroidery on my stuff. I never Yeah, liked- I'm kind of not, a, I'm not into it either. Yeah, like I like a small logo maybe embroidered. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I do not like having it. It weighs, it's heavy. It always crinkles up the fabric. I'm not huge into embroidery. So for me, and people are like, well, it's going to wash off. Someone said their New York decal washed off their New York jacket. I don't know what they're washing theirs in. I've washed yeah. mine a couple of yeah. times and it's fine. But, you know, if you're so worried about the Boston jacket, I think that if, if you want the jacket, wear it any way you want. But I, it seems to be that people wear it to flex. It's definitely a flex. See, and I, I've gotten one every time I've run just because I want to have it. I feel like it's like nice memorabilia, but I won't wear mine because I don't, I feel like. A douche? Like that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I feel. Okay, so I was saying at the packet pickup for Donna, there's a guy wearing his jacket and God bless him. He loves running. Yeah. Wants yeah. to show that he loves running. Sure. Wants to show that he's good at running and yeah. made it to Boston. For a lot of people, there's the amateur Olympics. I totally get it. Yeah, I I do get it. But at the same time, it is there's something about it that's like, yeah, it's like one of those weird things where you totally deserve that, and also it's like a weird thing to do. Yeah, like I see people like on sixty degree days running like shakeout runs in there. Well, here's my issue: is that anyone can just buy the jacket. So how do you even know? You mean stolen glory, stolen valor, stolen valor? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, we should do. We should actually do some like YouTube videos, just like uh, outing people for stolen valor. Excuse me, can I talk to you real quick? Yeah. Okay. What was your Boston qualifying time? Oh, where man. you got that jacket, dude? We should do oh, it. It would be so hit mean. huge. It would hit huge. Oh. Because here's the thing. Because, oh, and I guess yeah, anyone can buy it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's on the Adidas website. And you can buy, I saw they have hoodies. The hoodies are actually look pretty dope. But it says like Boston Qualifier. You can just buy that. Like the jacket at least is just like, oh, it's the race jacket. But, but do you assume you when qualifier hoodie, that's you're doubling down on that one. Do you assume though, when someone's wearing the jacket that they've run and qualified for Boston? Uh if I was if I were an outsider, I would I would assume that. If you're I, an I know, outsider, outsider, you don't even know what the jacket is. <laughs> like, yeah. But when I first started running, I was like, oh, you, 
have a Boston jacket, you qualify for Boston. But I didn't know that charity, I don't even know if I knew charity runners could get in or whatever. Or I didn't know how it even worked, probably. I thought yeah. anyone could get in, maybe. Anybody can buy the jacket. You can buy the jacket from Running Warehouse. Uh, you don't even have to go to Boston. You can have it shipped to you. Yeah. Yeah, but I, how many people do you think are doing that that aren't running Boston? I, I was surprised how many people cheat to get in Boston. That's the thing. If there's a contingency of people that do that, I guarantee you there's a ton of people that How buy. many people cheat to get into Boston? What do you think the percentage is? Like 0. 0.1? Uh, I, I don't know what the percentage is. The point is that people do it, and you're saying how many people buy the jacket. I guarantee you there's some woman who has a running group in Ohio that – you know, there's like 20 people and she wants to feel like she's important or. Yeah. And I'm saying a woman, it could be a man or a woman who who wants to roll up and she may not tell people she ran Boston or qualify for Boston, but she may just wear the jacket hoping that people will assume. <laughs> I love that, that you're building this whole narrative in your head. Yeah. You're like, this is happening. I You're probably right. There has to be someone that does that. I, I don't think. I'm I'm not gonna buy the jacket. That'll be my thing. Um even if I run it. I feel like that's the thing where I need I mean, to qualify. Adidas so, is sending me one, they're probably sending you one too. Oh wait, they are sending me one. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> what am I gonna do with it? Put it in your closet. And then someday your kids just, will go, My dad ran Boston. Yeah, maybe I'll just give it to someone. That'd be actually pretty funny. Just give it to Goodwill. Someone will buy that. Yeah, you see some guy walking around <laughs> <Yeah>. Baltimore. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know, but I guess I'm not too bummed about the embroidery because I don't care either way. That's the thing. Like, I look at Megan's jackets. They just sit in the closet, and they're more of a keepsake. And I, I th it's called, is it a finisher's jacket? What is it? A celebration jacket. Yeah. It's a celebration jacket. So if you wanted to justify wearing it, Robbie, you could just say you're celebrating. Celebrate. Yeah, that's why they call it that, too. They don't call it finishers yeah. just to celebrate it. I don't know. But the embroidery thing, I don't understand because what did they do before there were machines doing it? Did, was there just like little hands that would do the stitching? Like how did I'd, embroidery go from... I don't know when the jacket started. How did embroidery on things go from hands to machine? That's what I don't understand. Well, back in <laughs> yeah. back in 1814, John Embroidery invented the embroidery machine. Did they do very fine embroidery with hands and then it they translated that to me? They used to have a bunch of nuns with those little rings and they would hand. They cross stitches? Yeah. Oh, like cross stitching? Yeah. I used to cross hand stitch embroider. as a kid. It was pretty weird <laughs> to think about that. Yeah. Did you make a lot of friends? No, <laughs> but my teachers love me for giving them Christmas ornaments. Oh, that's very sweet. So <laughs> That was cool. <laughs> Dude. That is cool. Yeah, it is very cool. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have uh, a... Wear the jacket, Robbie. I only did that, <laughs> I only did that one year. Was, me and my mom are pretty close. Here is a cool thing about the jacket, though, this year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you heard that correctly. His mom and him are very close. Um, the cool thing about this jacket this year, though, as much as people are bitching about it, and I feel like every year people bitch about it. They don't like the color. They don't like this. There's, there's a group of people out there that want to design the jacket and think that they their perfect jacket no i them. think they just want to bitch about something oh that's definitely for sure yeah, yeah. It, um but i feel like this year the one of the cooler things is it is made of recycled plastic bottles yeah or what yeah the pellets and i love the little animation they did oh they did off. do a video with that yeah so i mean that's good right because yeah it's good 
Let's get those bottles out of here yeah. or into here, I guess. Well, I like drinking water out of plastic bottles, so I like the, when they come up with ways to recycle. I do like that. It's just like here's here's waste. Let's just turn it into more just waste that stays in your closet. <laughs> Hold this waste. There's a comedian who does a whole thing. Oh, I think it was Seinfeld. He's like everything you buy, yeah, is in a degree of becoming garbage right he's like it's just when it will become garbage <laughs> yeah. everything you bring in your house will sooner or later be something that you yeah throw out and he's right and it makes me so sad because you get all excited about stuff that you purchase or something and sooner or later it's garbage it's garbage yep that's a fact so and if you don't throw it out when you pass away your kids are going to be like Psh, what is, why, why was dad holding on to this that's what stresses me out the most about my parents basement you know that you're just gonna have to clean that like, what around. am i gonna do with this like <laughs> get those m80s going and the thing is is like i'm probably gonna want to keep all the stuff because you know me i'm just like oh the, that looks like something of value the, the you can, and thomas the, i'm like wait. i'm like throw it out i don't care about anything throw it i mean away. i tried to do the conmarie method once and it was like maybe traumatic for me but that the comedian also said the best thing is that when you rent like a storage unit He's like, then you pay for someone to hold your garbage yeah, for right. you. That's a surreal thought. Do you have a storage unit? No. The only I had I'm very intentional about it. when we were moving from my old house yeah. to the new house, we got a storage unit so that we could move stuff in there before we were able to move into the new house. Yeah. That was because we just literally were homeless for two weeks. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it would have been so easy it, to just yeah. Once it was there to just be like because it is all the shit that you should just be throwing Right, out. exactly. Because yeah. you don't touch. Although my one friend, he just uses his storage unit. I think it's almost like a clubhouse for <laughs> to, to like hang out. That's like he like cracks open beers. And no, he does. He just like, over. I think he smokes his, like, like keeps his weed there and just. I mean, if you, if you didn't like out. your marriage, you could be like, I've got to go to the storage unit and do some work. Yeah. And then you just unfold your chair and pull out your cooler. I, I bet that's a, I, yeah, a lot of people do that, I think. I'll bet you there's whole men's clubs in there. Definitely. <laughs> it's just like, hey, Fred, you coming next week? Yeah. Dude. I get it, man. There's a need for a clubhouse in every phase of life. Yeah. But, yeah, then you pay someone else to hold your garbage for you. But I was intentional that as soon as we moved into the new place, I made sure I had that thing cleared out and closed down. And because yeah. it's, it, I think it's so easy. It's like a, subscription to a service that it really is that if you don't think about you yeah. would just rack it up and that's part of why i like living in a small row home is that just it forces you to get rid of stuff i don't do it that well but there's just kimmy help limit. yeah i mean yeah so like we we're pretty good about just getting oh, rid I, of no i'm saying like megan yells at me she'd be like, just throw that out oh yeah i mean i've gotten better when i was like 10 years ago probably i was very into like going to thrift stores and just getting cool shit or in my mind <laughs> trash and kimmy was like stop stop <laughs> she keeps trying to throw out this one chair i have and it's like i'm not you're never throwing this out stop like putting it places that you think it's gonna leave the house it's my favorite chair it's a weird thing but it's it is it's like a wooden like old school like wooden folding chair Okay. I can't explain it, but it's like the most comfortable chair ever. So like if I go camping, even though it's clunky and totally not practical, like I have to bring it. I don't understand why it's so comfortable. So it's coming to Japan? Maybe. <laughs> it might fit in those Ortley bags that we got. Those things are huge, man. Yeah. Robbie, you've been storing yours here. <laughs> well, I want to do a video with it and we haven't done it yet. I know, we gotta stuff them full of something. Yeah, we got Orly bags so if you're from Germany for good luggage, it's gonna be sick. 
All right. I don't know. We should probably wrap this up. We should. Yeah. So this is our first foray into breaking out the podcast. Probably went a little long, but that's okay, right? I, it just depends how long person's run is. Like, did did they enjoy this for their Hopefully run? Hopefully you brought us on your long run and we got you through the first half or something. Yeah. First three quarters. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested to see. I got a 21 miler this weekend. I'm kind of a little nervous about it. This seems like such a long that's time. The, that's a big boy right there. That is, but we're getting close. I guess and I only have like two more weekends of long runs and then th- this Sunday will be three weeks out from Tokyo. So I'm gonna do a long run this weekend, probably a shorter long run, and then taper. I think I'm gonna ramp right into it New York City style. It worked for you. Yeah. I mean, eighty degrees heat. I don't even understand why you need I get it I kinda understand when you need a two week taper after like twelve weeks of hard training. Yeah. But I feel like I've had three tapers in the last three weeks, so um, I feel yeah, like you just keep going. I don't really need a taper. Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> you're yeah. good. Yeah, you go ahead. All right, second and final check-in. We figure it's not as long, so let's just do two check-ins. And uh, I hope you're enjoying the podcast this week. And, you know, we talked about a couple things. We have Robbie, who's struggling to get back into the groove. We have Megan, who is always like a robot running at full power. And I'm kind of in between Robbie and Megan and coming back. And I hope that when you look at what we're doing you can identify with at least one of us that you're either struggling to get back into the rhythm or you're, you know, you're a champion like Meg. So either way, you know, we're here for you. We're going to run with you and we're hoping you're enjoying what we got to give you. So hang in there, have some fun. All right. So let's wrap it up. Anybody that you want to thank this week, Megan, anybody special? Uh, Thanks to all the listeners. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in every week. I can't believe you're actually still here. Mm-hmm. Psychos. Yeah, thanks to Brandon <laughs> for putting this together again. And now doing kind of double the work. Kind of, so uh, nah. It's about yeah. regular work. Yeah. Yeah, thanks to him. And we're really excited. We brought in a new member to the team in the yeah. last week. Helen. We have Helen, who has joined the team. Very exciting. She seems cool so far, but you don't know. She could go psycho in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. But, Helen Hunt. Yeah. It's not uh, her name. No. Yeah. But we don't. People don't need to know our last name no. yet. Plus, we can't pronounce it. So, Chimera. Yeah. I, I knew Thomas was gonna. I was like, wait five seconds, Thomas. Chamalama <laughs> <laughs> ding dong. All right, Chim Chim Chimera. Right. Okay, Chim Chim. Oh, that's a little Mary Poppins. Yeah. Um, Chim Chimene. All, All right. right. All right. Say goodbye to your Hi, mom. Hi, mom. All right, there we go. All right, bye.